here we are. It's another one of these. <laughs> Top of the day to you, Wednesday morning. It's May 25th. Well, Wednesday morning when we are producing this podcast. Hope you're having a good week so far. We're going to get right into this before we do anything else. Did you see this? President Biden. He's okay with high gas prices. This was in the news. He, he He's okay with it. Okay, President Biden said that the country is going through an incredible transition, you think? Transition into what? Bankruptcy? Putting people out of business? Incredible transition away from fossil fuels via the high gas prices being experienced nationwide. So he's okay with it. It's a transition. There's going to be some pain in the transition, the high gas prices. You know, you know, you know what you know what gets me about all this is that the people like President Biden and these people that want this incredible transition, they don't have to pay for their own gas. They don't have to pay for diesel. <laughs> we do. Our tax dollars pays them. It's it's just off the wall. Biden made the statement on gas prices during a joint press conference with Japan Prime Minister on Monday couple of days ago. I would say his name, but I can't pronounce it. Kashida, maybe? Anyway, here's the situation, he says. And when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. When this is over... <laughs> Boy, I believe we're going to be in for a big awakening. Well, most of us know what is going to happen. But these, I'm sorry, knuckleheads, the big awakening for them is to find out it didn't work. (laughs) You cost all this money, paid all this money, cost the country and the economy, and it's just nuts. It's nuts when the leader of the country says, it's okay. We're going through a transition. Transition as it may be. But let's talk about this transition. Uh, the electric freight liner is going to make it to market before Tesla. Eh, Tesla's big drunk. The electric freight liner E Cascadia is set to be launched later on this year. Bidding the uh, Tesla electric semi-truck to market. Okay, big deal. The electric semi-trucks have been tested for 1 million miles by customers using prototypes to make actual deliveries. <laughs> they weren't very far. It wasn't no cross-country delivery. The E-Cascadia will be available with three different battery packs. 194, 291, 438 kilowatt hours. Which will enable the trucks to have a typical range of drumroll 230 miles come on all right here's the deal 230 miles 230 miles i'm in fort smith arkansas i could get to little rock not getting back (laughs) anyway the 194 kilowatt battery will take approximately one and a half to three hours to charge while the 438, which I assume is the 230-mile range, will take around two to six hours to charge. 
Yeah, brother. As for the powertrain, single motor versions produce 320 horsepower. Going to climb them mountains, ain't it? And you know, when you go up a mountain, you're going to be pulling, or any type of an incline, you're going to be you're going to be using more energy or electricity. So I wonder how much that's going to knock down that 230 hours. Since the 438 kilowatt hour will take around two to six hours to charge. Woo woo. The powertrain. Oh, while the dual motor, dual. Or I think this means dual motor version offers 470 horsepower. The company says that the electric semi truck is ideally suited for short haul. No kidding, short haul <laughs> for short hauls, because all you're going to be able to do, okay, 230 miles. That means 150 miles. 115, 115 is the furthest you're going to be able to go. And I guarantee you. That if you try to push it to 115 miles with a payload, and I, I don't even think the payload is 45, 46, I think it's in the maybe 20,000s, 30,000s, I need to check on that. But it's not going to be a full truckload, I guarantee you. Not like we haul today with diesel engines. People, cracks me up, people say, hey, trains, they're electric. Yeah. But <laughs> what creates the electricity? A diesel engine? <laughs> Anyway, ideally suited for short-haul routes that allow for depot-based charging. No kidding. Terminal to terminal. That's, that's what they're talking about here. The cost cost of these trucks, according to AutoWeek, two to three times higher than a regular diesel Class 8 truck. I saw reports $400,000. $400,000. Yeah, let me pay $400,000 to go 230 miles. Somebody, who was Cisco, they just committed to 800 trucks, electric trucks, e-cascadias. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But this is just nuts. Just nuts. Our president is okay with making us go broke. You know, because diesel prices are high. You know, I, I was watching a, a video yesterday about a couple. They took an RV out to... Uh, Death Valley, California. <laughs> Eight dollars a gallon. <laughs> Holy smoke. Man, when when the the leader of our country is okay with that and all the burden is put in on the citizens as well as what it's costing at the store or to buy goods, because that, that cost of fuel that is being trickle down to the consumer. We're paying for it. Anyway, if you're wondering, this is the Wednesday edition of the FBTV podcast. We do this twice a week. Saturday's pretty special, most of the time, <laughs> because we live stream it on YouTube, 9 a.m. Saturday mornings, most Saturday mornings. Going to be there this Saturday. As far as I know, even though it's the holiday weekend, big plans. Usually, I will stay home on the holiday weekends. Won't even take the boat out. Just too crowded. Uh, too many, too many things going on. There, there was a. We had a. Uh, it wasn't a big one, but it was a uh, cruiser, Bayliner cruiser. You could sleep on it. You know, I mean, it was only like twenty-four, twenty-five feet long, something. It was, it was, it was a equivalent of a small camper. And. 
we decided when you're, hey, let's go to Fourth of July weekend. You know, we'll spend it on the boat. You know, blah blah blah. And we decided, okay, let's let's take the boat out on the lake so we can watch the fireworks. As did all every every other person that had boat at the lake that weekend did. Thousands of them. No problem getting to the spot we wanted to watch the fireworks from, but it was dark after the fireworks. Now you had all these 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 people driving their boats that were eh, probably mostly intoxicated. You couldn't see. All you could see was a white light and the red and green lights, you know, the running lights and such. We made it back. We made it back to our marina, but man. Held my breath all the way, but I I, I stay on. But I, I avoid the crowds. I like going out to the lake when it's not crowded, and everybody has an RV these days. And it, you know you've got to uh, log in. And I with our RV, I learned something here the other day, or first time we took it out. You better go check out the site before you just agree <laughs> to or purchase or a reservation. Because until you get there, you really don't know what it looks like if you're going to be able to get your trailer into that spot or not. But anyway, this is Freight Broker TV. We have a website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We're brought to you by Taltoa. Matter of fact, I'm the lead consultant for Taltoa. Check us out, Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Plenty of packages there for those needing consulting or wishing to start their own freight brokerage, or even those of you that wish to begin your broker career as a freight broker agent, check them out. you got questions, call me. 479-668-0838. Happy to talk to you. Keep in mind, it's not out of the ordinary to get my voicemail. If you call and you get my voicemail, leave a message. Normally, I'm able to call you back within an hour. I've just got a lot of things going on at the same time. Client consult sessions, training sessions, things of that nature. Consult calls, in and out all day. All right, before I forget the topic of the day, we'll get to this in a little bit. It's going to be the real purpose of a freight broker. What is a freight broker actually for? We'll be talking about that here in a little bit. Today's May 25th. Today is Brown Baggett Day. For those of you not in the know, Brown Bang, you know. What do you got for lunch today? Ah, Brown Baggett. Bringing your lunch from home. It's Tap Dance Day. This will make sense here in a little bit, why it's Tap Dance Day. And I don't know why, but it's Towel Day. Every day for me is Towel Day. <laughs> <laughs> but today is the official towel day. Fuel prices, diesel is down four cents a gallon. Down to five five seven, five fifty seven average. Woohoo. I bet old President Biden's pretty disappointed with that. Because uh doesn't help the incredible transition. He's happy about gas prices, though. Gas prices would be up 10 cents a gallon. $4.59 a gallon. Nuts, man. Anyway, today's impossible question. 
According to a new survey, and this was meant for Saturday, and we forgot to do one Saturday, anyway. According to a new survey, which job has seen a 42% pay increase this year? According to a survey, which job has seen a 42% pay increase this year? It'll make sense when you hear it. Spot rates uh, compared to last week, van rates are up. Everybody's up this week. Van, flatbed, and refrigerated. <clears throat> van up 2.3%. Flatbed up 1.3%. Reefer rates rebounding pretty good up 4.3%. That's spot rates this week compared to last week. But when we get into spot rates compared to last month, van rates are down $0.09, cents, two seventy per mile. Flatbed's up $0.02, cents, three forty-four. Refrigerate down ten cents a mile, three oh five. Again, these are spot rates. Spot rates. Oh, what a remind you coming up. Uh, at least the plan right now, beginning June first, morning coffee uh, with Taltoa. Morning coffee with Taltoa. I'll be hosting that uh, starting June first. You're invited to spend a couple of minutes every Monday through Friday morning, six a.m. Central Time. I'll be hosting morning coffee with Taltoa. Each morning, we're going to have a different topic focused on the transportation industry, a different aspect of it. We'll be talking about training, techniques, tips, skill sets, things of that nature. Not just brokering, trucking, owner, operator, thinking about starting a trucking company yourself. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all that, so keep that in mind. All right, I told you a minute ago that... Uh, Today was tap dance day, and the reason that is is because Bill Bojangles. Uh, you've heard the song, you know that name, Bojangles. Bill Bojangles Robinson, tap dancer, born on this date back in 1878. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company, Claude Akins. Remember him from the uh, TV show BJ and the Beer? Moving on, Lobo. He was in a lot of shows about trucking. I remember BJ and the Beer. BJ. And the bear, yeah, had the monkey. I think that was the one that had the monkey, wasn't it? Wasn't BJ the monkey? Don't remember, chimpanzee. Anyway, he was born on this date 104 years ago. Tom T. Hall, born on this date back in 1936. Dixie Carter. Julia, from Designing Women. She was married to Hal Holbrook for many, many years. She was born on this date back in 1939. Waylon Jennings. Better half, having a birthday today. Jesse Coulter, born on this date back in 1943. Karen Valentine, remember that, room 222. She's still around. She's having a birthday today. She's uh, born on this date back in 1947. Connie Selica, world's greatest hero. She was also in that uh, TV show with James Brolin, Hotel, back in the day. I like that show. I thought it was pretty good. She was born on this date back in 1955. Mike Myers, Austin Powers, Wayne's World, Saturday Night Live. Born on this date back in 1963. Anne Heck. She was in that movie Volcano and Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford back uh, 20 some odd years ago, 24 years ago. In her 20s. <laughs> now she's in her 50s. Born on this date back in 1969. So if you're having a birthday, you're in pretty good company. Happy birthday to you. Every Saturday morning, we'll get together uh, for the Saturday morning FBTV video podcast. We live stream it 
on YouTube, like I was uh, talking about earlier, a moment ago. But it's special on Saturdays. Saturdays, it's Q&A day. Any questions you might have, uh, you can submit to us. And we will answer those questions on Saturday morning. So how do you get your questions to us? Well, you can email them to me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. We get contact forms on our website abundantly, <laughs> uh, freightbrokertv.com. And you can even Skype us. Yep, just uh, text uh, your question to us. You can do that. Find us on Skype. Just do a search for FBTV and you'll find us. We'll see our logo up there. You'll know it's us. You can even call our Skype handle, FBTV. If you want to leave a message, you can do that. But if you do that, keep in mind that a uh, pretty good chance you'll hear yourself on a Saturday morning podcast. All right. <clears throat> Topic of the day, the real purpose of a freight broker. The real purpose of a freight broker. You know, I go over this a lot with my clients. What is a freight broker actually for? Are we just a dispatch service? Are we here just to wake up every morning and get whatever load we can and hopefully find a truck to make money? What is the real purpose of a freight broker? You know, there was a <laughs> there was a company. No, I don't know. It's been it's been probably fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years training organization, and we had a client that uh, went through their or went through their training and well it is what it is they called us <laughs> and they told us about their training and said man we need we were in the wrong place when they spent a whole day or whatever talking about Pedro and his donkey starting freight brokering something like that you know he, show me the book and it it is just like you would picture it there's a guy with a donkey hauling freight whatever when it comes to the history of freight brokering, there is no real documented history, but I I would suspect that it goes back to beginning of time, probably. Whenever freight, whenever free trade began, because to get something from point A to point B, well, somebody was paid to move that. Well, let's let's use a. Uh, Let's say when America first came to be, our country, United States, or the continent, whatever. Goods were coming from England. And I'm sure somebody was sitting there at the ports watching the ships come in. Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> watching the ships come in. Thinking, you know, these ships are coming in with freight. They're watching the ships get unloaded. And some entrepreneur, some entrepreneur, or someone with an entrepreneurial mind, thought, hmm, you know, these ships getting unloaded, they might be in dock for six months, a year, till they get enough to have a full load to go back. Somebody probably thought, you know, if I had a full load waiting on that ship when it got here, they could do that turnaround and get back out to sea pretty quick. And they probably 
make a commission off of it. You know, I could probably get the freight for one cost and put it on the ship for another. I don't know if that's the way it started, but it seems logical to me. But it pretty much hits our point about what our topic is today. The real purpose of a freight broker. The real purpose of a freight broker is not to be a dispatch service. Lord knows there's plenty of them around, and I've I've made enough videos talking about dispatch services and what you got to be careful for. They serve a purpose, but then again, you got to be careful. Matter of fact, they're... I haven't seen anything lately about it, but I know not very long ago, I, well, next last uh, several months, you know, six months or so, I remember seeing something about uh, somebody trying to pass legislation that would police dispatch service, trying to do away with them, what they're trying to do. <clears throat> dispatch services. And the reason is, is because uh, the government's thinking, okay, you're trying to be a dispatch service to get around being a broker. Mm. Not really what it is, but uh, okay, I see where they're coming from. But anyway, what is the real purpose of a broker? The real purpose of a broker is to be a service to a trucking company to help them obtain loads that would relocate their equipment to a destination they need that equipment to be. Normally it's going to be their customer base, where their customers are. Because a trucking company, if they're operating properly, or according to a good business plan, they will already have a customer base. And when I say customer base, let's try to picture this in your mind. You've got a trucking company, they're based in Texas. Well, that trucking company will probably attempt, and probably have, if they're you know following their business plan, they will have customers close to their base of operation. Customers where they've went to, they sat down across the table, they hammered out a contract for line haul rates, accessorial. When I say accessorial, I'm talking about detention time, layover, even hammered out fuel surcharges. And usually these rates are good for a year, those contracts are good for a year. So they're making their money from their customer base. They're, they're guaranteed X amount of loads at this money in these lanes. So let's say their customer has a load going to Georgia. That's going to be known as a head haul. Head haul. That's where the trucking company is making the most money. No broker fee. That's loads direct from their customer. They make 100% of that rate plus more if there are accessorial fees involved like tarp pay, detention time, layover time, whatever it might be. See what I mean? Plus, they're guaranteed a fuel surcharge depending on the price of fuel. So they got a line haul rate, but they've 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 negotiated their fuel surcharge. So as fuel prices go up, they're not losing money. They're still making money. They're just being reimbursed for the cost of fuel that they're having to pay norm over what it would have been had their fuel not gone up so high. 
it fluctuates with the market, the fuel prices. So they're protected. Now, when that truck gets to Georgia and they're empty, what do you think they want to do? They want to get back to their base of operation as quick as they can. They want to get back to Texas quickly because that's where their customer base is. That's where they're going to make the most money. They don't want to wait around for a week or two trying to find a customer to get a loan. No, they, they, they need the convenience of using a freight broker. They're happy to do that because the quicker they get back to Texas to pick up a load from their own customer, the quicker they're going to be making top dollar the better customer service they will be providing to their customer. Hence, the broker. <laughs> the broker is here to provide a service to that trucking company so that they can get a what is known as a backhaul, a load going back to where they need that truck to be, or a backhaul back to their base of operation. Trucking companies willing to give up a uh, percentage of the rate. That percentage can be well, whatever the broker and the trucking company negotiates. But that allows for the truck to get loaded quicker to be back to their base of operation quicker to be able to pick up a customer load quicker out and back. That's the true purpose of a broker. That's really what a freight broker is designed to be for a trucking company. Now, I know there are a lot of trucking companies that use a broker for 100% of their loads, and my recommendation is stop that, if you can. Matter of fact, check out our website uh, at Taltoa, well, the YouTube channel at Taltoa. Just do a search on YouTube, Taltoa. We got a video up there showing you how much money you're not making by using a broker for 100% of your loads. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised. Anyway, if you're a trucking company wanting to start your own brokerage, or, you know, you start your own brokerage so you can learn how to start getting your own loads for your own trucks, understand your, your authority, your trucking, your carrier authority, that gives you the authority to work with shippers or customers direct. You'd be surprised the number of trucking companies that I've talked to that thought they had to have a broker authority to be able to get their own loads because that's where they have been getting their loads from brokers. Well, no, that's what the carrier authority is designed to do so you can go to these shippers and work your own deals direct. Anyway... That is what Tautoa does. We're a consulting firm. We've been around for a long, long time. We've helped a lot of a lot of people begin their careers in transportation as a freight broker agent, freight broker. We've helped, I can't tell you how many trucking companies get away from using a broker 100% of the time. Is there a place for a broker? Absolutely. But it's not for your head all. You need to have a customer base. Anyway. Learn more about what we offer at Tautoa. You can go to Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If you have questions, feel free to call me. My name is Mike, 479-668-0838. All right, moving on. Studies suggest emissions from zero emission trucks is much more than zero. 
<laughs> New study from the A American Transport whoop, wait, American Transportation Research Institute suggests that carbon dioxide emissions generated from zero emission trucks total much more than zero. You've got to take in all the uh, <laughs> all the things that create electricity. <laughs> uh, understanding the CO2 impacts of zero emission trucks concludes that zero emission trucks still generate significant CO2 emissions and will continue to have CO2 emissions in the coming decades. You know what my biggest fear is right now? We're going to get on the other side of this thing and history is going to say, what a bunch of idiots. They, they about killed the country, the economy, trying to do something that wasn't tangible in the first place or feasible. There are specific instances or applications, yes, where electric vehicles can be used. Yard dogs. Local, you know, uh, maybe your LTO carriers, hauling, you know, pulling a 26-foot uh, uh, pup around, you know, picking up LTO stuff from their customers locally. So it can be coupled up with another, another trailer and then pulled by a diesel tractor to get to where it needs to go. You know, there may be even applications, you know, LTO carriers. I can see an LTO carrier going electric, but come on, not everybody. You're for forcing everybody. There are applications, yes, electric vehicles make sense, electric trucks, but there are other applications that it don't make any sense at all. And forcing, putting the whole country under this high fuel price because of what you want to call your transition, what is it called again? I forget. I lost it already. So not paying attention. Uh, incredible transition. Incredibly expensive transition. Anyway, I I hope we don't go there. You know what I mean? But I'm afraid that's where we might be headed, or where history is going to lead us, or what we're going to look at down the road as far as history goes, and what history is going to say about us doing this. You know, I, I got, I got, I, I can see pictures in my mind right now of these charging stations down the road that they're going to spend millions of dollars on, if not billions. <sighs> yeah, I see that over there. They used to be, used to be an electric charging station. Yeah, bright idea they had in the uh, 20s. <laughs> I don't know. All right, dumbest, dumbest criminal awards go to these two. In Louisiana, police in Iberia Parish, Louisiana, recently, and when I say recently, I'm talking about uh, just a few days ago, May 22nd, recently arrested two men in a connection with an illegal heavy haul that resulted in property damage and a power outage. 3.30 a.m., 3.30 a.m., May 22nd, the Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office responded to Berard Road in Lauraville, Lauraville probably, for a report of an illegal transport of a house. <laughs> when officers arrived on the scene, they found an abandoned truck, trailer, and house blocking the 400 block of Berard Road. This has been an ongoing situation, and the owner of the house was instructed and warned by sheriff office officials that proper permits were needed to be acquired from the I 
Superior Parish Government. Those instructions were ignored, obviously, because they moved it at 3.30 well, Who's going to notice at 3.30 a.m. in the morning? Everybody's going to be asleep. Well, nobody will know. <laughs> anyway, those instructions were ignored, and during the move down uh, Koto Holmes Road, if I'm pronouncing that right, which I'm sure I'm not, mailboxes, road signs, trees were damaged. And they also hit a power line, <laughs> causing 695 Klecko customers to be without power for a few hours. Police located and arrested the two. Dominic and I guess his brother, Nico, on charges of violation of <laughs> parish ordinance, obstruction of highway commerce, and criminal damage to property. Both men booked into Iberia Parish Jail, $125,000 bond each. Sounds like Iberia Parish. Pretty upset with these two fellas. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Nah, you don't need permits. Nah, it's just a house. We do it all the time. Yeah, we'll do it in the middle of the night. Nobody will know. <laughs> ah, what, what, what can you do? All right. Hey, coming up this weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah, May 25th. Uh, this weekend, up in... On our way, Michigan, May 27th through 29th, Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge going to be going on. Then that's uh, going to be followed by the American Truck Historical Society Annual Convention in Springfield, Illinois. It's coming up June 7th through 11th. If you're going to be around those areas, check it out. Check it out. What else we got going on? All right, today in history, what is today? May 25th. Well, where'd it go? Holy smokes. I got so many papers down here. I'm not kidding. You, you can't see this, but I got all kinds of papers down here that I'm having to go through. Now I hit the mic. Well, I would tell you what today in history. A lot of things happen today in history, but maybe it's not that important after all. Shit, <laughs> many crickets. I don't believe this. Oh, well, it is what it is. Oh, there it is. Today in history, back in 1927, Henry Ford stopped producing the Model T. He began production on the Model A. This day back in 1935, baseball ba uh, great Babe Ruth hit his uh, 714th home run. Matter of fact, it was his final home run for the Boston Braves in a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was on this day back in 1961, President Kennedy, today, we've seen the video, asked the nation to work toward putting a man on the moon by the end of the decade. They did it, too. And today was a very special day for a lot of us back in 1977. Do you know why? Star Wars. Star Wars premiered today, back in 1977. I saw that movie at the theater maybe five or six times. Charles, too. Couldn't get enough of it. And on this date back in 1992, Jay Leno made his debut as permanent host of NBC's Tonight Show after Johnny Carson had retired. So, now you know. All right, what else do we got going on this morning? Anything? Seems like there was something else in here we were going to talk about. Now from the uh, Things You Might Want to Know department. If you've been thinking about changing jobs, 
babysitter. <laughs> the going rate for a babysitter these days, 20 to $30 an hour. The average uh, age of cars on the road edged up to 12.2 years. That's a new record. The average age of a car on the road today is 12.2 years old. A new record. Didn't we have 10, 15 years ago, Obama? He wanted to get the old cars off the road, crunch them. And here we are. That didn't go over too well. So there are places in the U.S. where a gallon of gas costs more than the federal minimum wage. Incredible transition, don't you think? All right, here we go. In Texas, this is this is why you don't let your daughter, your son, your grandson, whatever, that is young, <laughs> play with your phone. And they love to, I know it. Or at least you set it up so there's passwords so they can't, order stuff without your knowledge in texas a two-year-old girl got a hold of his mom's doordash app and the next thing you know 31 cheeseburgers showed up from mcdonald's at the front door <laughs> all right hats off to al roker nbc weather guy he's 67 years old this guy ran the brooklyn half marathon saturday i can't even run my half driveway and i'm younger than al uh, from the Did You Know department, mail carriers are attacked by dogs almost 6,000 times a year. Drinking a cup of coffee three or four times a day. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, while we're on the topic of coffee, don't forget we have the uh, FBTV coffee mugs available. Check them out on our website, Freight Broker TV. But anyway, drinking a cup of coffee three to four times a day keeps the doctor away. So they say, a daily coffee habit of three or four cups was associated with a lower risk of heart disease and of death from any cause. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, there's too many studies like this that don't really make a lot of beans. 56% of people would rather be late for work and get yelled at by their boss than do without morning coffee. I get that. All right, top three most hated foods in America. <laughs> tofu liver and anchovies I don't didn't Pizza Hut do away with anchovies on their pizza never had an anchovy don't want one I, I've ate sardines before you know out of the can yeah and we were a kid when I was a kid mom and pop we go to the lake yeah they'd always have sardines word for the day before we wrap this up on this Wednesday word for the day is patience Everybody needs patience. Patience. Patience, something you greatly admire in the driver behind you. <laughs> Not necessarily in the driver ahead of you. <laughs> anyway. All right. Today's impossible question. According to a new survey, which job has seen a 42% increase in pay this year? The answer, waiters and waitresses. Yeah, I guess after the pandemic, these restaurants were having a full-time staffing, so they had to up their rates. You know, I did an order from uh, Sam's Club to be delivered a while back. 
And on the uh, order form, it asked me how much I want to tip a driver. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but that's their job. It's not like a deliver a pizza person, pizza delivery. You know, it just kind of blew me away that uh, all this home delivery stuff now. You know, tips, 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 tips. Anyway, don't think bad at me for that. But anyway, it is what it is. Okay, waiters and waitresses seeing a forty-two percent pay increase this year. All right, that's going to wrap it up for. Today's FBTV podcast, don't forget, coming up Saturday morning, 9 a.m., FBTV video podcast on YouTube live stream. Don't forget, too, you can watch, if you miss the live stream of the video podcast on Saturday mornings, you can still see it on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. Just go to the live stream page of the website, and it'll be accessible till next week. Okay. All right. I leave you with whatever feelings you have for this incredible transition we're going through. Give me a break. (laughs) Hey, go have a good Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon.